Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast version of Ben Woods. Thanks for finding us wherever you are, radio.com, downloading the radio.com app, or, of course, you can listen to us on your smart speaker and make sure you subscribe so you get our content every single day. Absolutely. And there's lots of other podcasts from other hosts here in the building and here at 97.3. Make sure to check those out as well. But right now, back to Ben and Woods. You're listening to San Diego's home for football. It's Football Friday, presented by Hooters on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, week eight of the NFL season is underway. Going to get to that in just a moment. It's Bennett Woods. Glad to have you with us here Friday morning. We have made it to the end of the week. It was a long week. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> going to say it right now. There's no doubt. Long week. Feels like game one of the World Series was last month. It really does, doesn't it? Holy cow. I mean, we're it. talking less than a week ago when, you know, Altuve hits the walk-off home run. Don't I recall. mean, think about everything that's happened since then. Long month. That's a weird thing to play right there. Uh, Faith No More. Midlife Train Wreck Friday. What the hell was that? I mean, you can let it roll because that song kicks so much ass, Paul. <laughs> I was like, why? I was trying to make the correlation while we're playing Faith No More. First, uh, though, before we get to Football Friday, I do want to thank everyone who took the time uh, to reach out yesterday on Twitter. and um, Not everyone, but yeah. Well, most everyone. <laughs> that had I was overwhelmed, really, by the response. With You tasked me with something I was very uncomfortable doing yesterday. And this all happened before the Jace Tingler news broke. But we had talked about the interview process for major league managers and how the, I believe it was the Cubs, yeah. uh, when interviewing David Ross, had made him go you know into a room with whoever was the panel doing the interviewing, and they wanted to hear a mock version of what his, his spring training speech, his spring training address to the team would sound like. You know, this was one of the factors that went into hiring him as manager of the Cubs. And we started talking about that, and I said, oh, Mike, I can't even imagine that. I've never even gone on an interview, but if I went on one and that was something I was asked to do, I just, I think I'd just not even want to apply for the job anymore. I'd be out. I'd be out. Of course, then your wheels start churning. Oh, yeah. The minute you said that and the minute I heard that David Ross had to go and do that and it helped him get the gig, I thought, well, what would Ben Higgins sound like doing the exact same so we we you came up with it and uh, and Paul we have the audio from yesterday. I'm not going to listen to it again. I I saw it every time it started like playing on Twitter. I saw it. I couldn't listen to it again. I didn't want to hear it. It makes me uncomfortable to even listen back to it myself. But it was. I will for the purposes of our show. I will let it be played one more time. Here it this was morning. amazing. Hey guys, uh, bring it on in here for a second. All right, Skip. All right, welcome everybody. It's good to see y'all. I'm uh, not big on speeches, but uh, just want to get us started here. You know, every baseball season starts out clean slate, blank piece of paper. No batting averages, no ERAs, no hits, no runs, no errors, no wins or losses. 
So I don't care if you were an all-star last year or riding the taxi squad back and forth from El Paso. As of right now, it means nothing. You are each here for a reason, and that reason is to help the San Diego Padres win the World Series. Not in two years, this season. Today, in this clubhouse, everything changes. And I'm not talking about the color of the uniform. Starting today, the San Diego Padres will be a team no one looks forward to playing. Weekend road trips to San Diego? Yeah, maybe sunny and 72 degrees out, but other teams are going to wish they were sweating their butts off in Cincinnati because at least they don't have to play the Padres. My coaching staff and I aren't here to protect your arms or your egos. We're not here to develop your talent into a finished product. We're here to win. Anyone who isn't ready to take an extra base, pitch an extra inning, or drill a guy in the ribs when necessary, well, you won't be answering to me. You'll be answering to Manny and Haas over there and Paddock and Toddy. At the end of the season, if you play with passion and guts like that kid, well, I look forward to handing out those championship rings. Stretch on field one, five minutes. Let's go to work. Oh, my God. It makes me, it makes me, I'm sweating here. Oh, I know. Even having not listened to it. It was I think it, I think awesome. it was terrible, but it everyone else seemed to enjoy it. It was awesome. Except for one person. One, only one person came out and actually wasn't a big fan of it. And he tweeted you, Woods. Yeah, he did. Said, Woodsy. Tell Ben no more speeches. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was none other than Kurt Bavakwa, of all people. Kurt Bavakwa. Thanks a lot, Kurt. Thanks a lot, Kurt. Kurt. KB. Bavakwa. He also wished us happy Halloween. Which he did, which I thought was sweet. nice. Yeah, yeah it was nice. A little pumpkin Love jack-o'-lantern KB. emoji. Yeah. Love KB. Bavakwa. <laughs> Bavakwa. So I had to... um you had to drop the hammer on him. Yeah, I did. Bavakwa. <laughs> I uh, yeah I I said I guess I guess I'm no Tommy Lasorda. Oh, the best. He's a good sport. He said I'll I'd send a limo for you any day. I'll tell you what, if I knew Kurt Bavakwa was gonna be in the the lineup, I'd send a limo. Bavakwa. 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 Uh, one of the great rants. Oh, I don't have that rant saved. Ball history. It would take me about six six hours. months. Yeah. Paul actually, like, 80% of his work day is just bleeping things out. Correct. In, in most days, I would Correct. say. So that's kind of what is part of his job description is chief bleeper out of words chief that we can't router. play on the radio. <laughs> um, all right, so it is football. Executive. Football Executive Friday here router. on Ben Woods. <laughs> Executive chief bleeper outer. <laughs> it's a football Friday on Ben and Woods. Last night, the uh, Minnesota Vikings started week eight of the NFL season. 19-9 win over Washington. Um, it was a... It was a typical Thursday night snoozer for the most part. Uh, one one moment, though, that kind of caught my eye. Uh, Adrian Peterson was running back for Washington, returning to Minnesota, where he had spent the bulk of his career with the Vikings. And I think he had about 74 yards rushing. Milestone yards. He passed both Jerome Bettis and LaDainian Tomlinson for sixth now on the all-time rushing NFL list. But as the game was winding down, fourth quarter, and you know, the Vikings had it in hand. They had a double-digit 10-point lead at the end. There was a moment where Minnesota fans kind of did the, you know, hat tip, the thanks, the the round of applause, the moment for Adrian Peterson. And normally, Woods, it's like, okay, I love this part of sports where a guy comes back to where he was a star and he gets embraced by the fan base. But it's so hard to do with Adrian Peterson because of all the 
baggage that comes along with with Adrian Peterson and his, his suspension and the the investigation into child abuse and it's like I don't want to begrudge the guy his moment I mean his career his time in Minnesota it all happened the the feelings that you had watching him if you were a Vikings fan were very real yeah at the same time I don't know that I can I can give that guy his uh his moment as well in the sun like like he had last night in that uh, game honestly I have forgotten basically that he exists he was such a uh such a popular player when he came out of OU and he was such a legend in college and he was one, he was one of those guys that you you when you watched him you said I am watching one of the best to ever do it and then he it was so good in the NFL and and you heard the story about his comeback from a a shredded knee and all of the 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 folklore around him and then that story came out and it was just devastating and he never got it he still you know after he was suspended um, said, yeah, I still use the belt on my kids, and I, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a parent. I don't want to be told how to raise my kids, but that's a different thing altogether. And and some of the uh, stories that came out, we're talking cuts and bruises uh, all over the little kids' bodies. Four year old kid, my son's two years old. I think about that stuff, man, and it makes me sick. It makes my, it almost makes me tear up. I still remember that game against the uh, Chargers when he was a rookie. Yeah. You remember that game? No. 296 oh, that, rushing oh yards. Oh, my God. I mean, that was absolutely insane. When I Those three names that I bring up, Adrian Peterson, LaDainian Tomlinson, Jerome Bettis. Yeah. How would you rank those three? Adrian Peterson. LaDainian Tomlinson and Jerome Bettis. Right there now, six, seven, eight. On the NFL all-time rushing list. Well, for me, I'm a big Bettis guy. Love, love Jerome Bettis. I mean, went to Notre Dame. I, I, he was the, one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my entire life. But LT was, LT was better. So I'll, I'll go LT one. I'll go Bettis two. I'll go Peterson three. See, now I was going to say LT one, Peterson two, Bettis three. Yeah, which is hey, you're not going to. I was surprised Bettis was that high on the all-time rushing list. He, uh, he seemed he to me he seemed a little more of a straightforward back compared to the other two. He had the jukes, man. I'm telling you, he could move for a big guy. Um, and he's just a great it's the bus. Oh, it's bus. a great nickname. Yeah, great, great nickname. nickname for Jerome Bettis. The bus, um, all day. And LT, LT. With LT. I mean, you know, talk about when you get to the top ten, you're kind of splitting hairs. Yeah, it's in, true. In running back. I mean, you're but... you're good with any one of those guys running the football for your team, man. But they were all they were all so freaking good. Uh, to watch and, and so fun to watch. There's also uh, Kirk Cousins coming back and playing against Washington. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that I'd call it a revenge game for Kirk Cousins. He's gotten so much money that you don't ever feel sorry. Yeah, never for Kirk Cousins. Um, as much grief as that guy takes, and he deserves it sometimes. He turns in some really bad performances. Sure. He's had a nice. little He can comeback. also have some good runs and have some really good games. And uh, the Vikings have won four in a row now. They're He's on one now, six and two. Uh, they're playing pretty well. They clearly look like a playoff team in the NFC. And and Washington's, you know, they're trash. I mean, they'd be yeah. winless if they hadn't gotten to play Miami yep. and barely escaped with the win there. I mean, Miami, Cincinnati, and Washington probably will go down as the single-season worst trio of teams, maybe in NFL history, all in the same season together. Because I'm not sure any of those teams win a game other than when they possibly get to play each other. Uh, they are just that bad this season. Yeah, and, they're uh, terrible. You know, unfortunate because that means that's like three games every week that are pointless to watch. Yeah. You know, in the NFL because they involve one of those teams. Yeah, they're it's it's bad. It's it's. I saw an article yesterday about uh, the trade. Why, why are there so many trades? And the, the trade deadline is well, there's more teams that are in the crapper now than it feels like ever. Before. 
NFL feels a little bit like baseball right now in that the parity that that they they have long touted, the parity that everybody talks about in the NFL, um, it doesn't really feel like that's a thing anymore because teams are legitimately tanking. Plus, you had um, you had some Native American protests going on in Minnesota before the game of the the Washington nickname, the Redskins. It's just um, it's just such a terrible organization. It really is right top now. to bottom. Yeah. Sad because you know back in the Joe Theismann days, you know that was one of the. I mean, along with like the Cowboys and Cowboys, know, Redskins, yeah, Forty Nine ers Giants, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were one of the elite teams yeah, no in doubt. the NFL. One of those, and now they have fallen as far Ugh. as you can possibly fall as an organization. You want to talk bad ownership? Oh my God, Danny Snyder is just the worst. He's just right up there with just the worst of the worst. All right, so it is a football Friday. We will have uh, Chris Mortensen on. He's going to be with us at eight o'clock today. After uh, we had to preempt him yesterday for our Jace Tingler coverage, we'll also. I have Colin Wilson, who is quickly turning into one of my favorite guests each week He's from the Action Network, breaking down a college and football games for you this weekend, trying to find a little edge on the action. Uh, that's coming up at 7.35 this morning. Can I do it? Can I send the people out to break with a little Tommy Sorta? Oh, yeah. yeah if you, you got some? Is it safe? Did you do some executive cheap bleeping in charge over there? Of course I did. Okay, so he's been working on cheap bleeping. I think I did. Th- oh, uh, God. All right. Well, would you like to do that and then we'll do our traffic check or do we do Let's our traffic check yep. into... No, no. Okay, so we're going to do that. Okay, Lasorda. so at the end of Tommy Lasorda, we're going to get some Kelly Danick traffic. But first, the classic Tommy Lasorda, Kurt Bavacqua. All bleeped up by Paul Rindle on Ben and Woods on 97. I have never, ever, since I've managed, ever told a pitcher to throw at anybody, nor will I ever. And if I ever did, I certainly wouldn't make him throw at a 130 hitter like LaFay or Bavacqua, who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. And I guarantee you this, when I pitched, and I was going to pitch against a team that had guys on it like Bavacqua, I sent a limousine to get the to make sure he's in the mother lineup because I kicked that man any day in a week. The fan is your home for all football action. It's Football Friday, presented by Hooters on 97.3 The Fan. Certainly is Football Friday. Also, though, it is Game 3 of the World Series Friday. Let's talk some baseball. Uh, there's a lot of Washington Nationals fans out there. At least uh, a lot more than there were at yeah. the start of the week. Um, seems to be the the prevailing sentiment that, oh, yeah, let, I want to see the Astros go down and go down hard after they've how they've handled this entire situation with their assistant general manager, Brandon Taubman. And, Correction. How well, they're still... Handle mishandling this entire situation with their five former days later. assistant general manager Brandon oh, Taubman. How? Uh, so the breaking news yesterday um, was they they decided to fire Brandon Taubman. Yes, After we talked about it earlier this week. Uh, Stephanie Epstein in Sports Illustrated described what happened in the clubhouse after the Game Six ALCS win. You know the situation where Taubman was yelling at three female reporters. Thank, thank God we got Roberto Asuna, you know, in the clubhouse, which seemed pretty clear based on how she wrote it, that it was intended as a, it was intended to be an in-the-face sort of targeted. comment, targeting yeah. 
women who had spoken out against domestic violence. And and specifically against the signing of Roberto Asuna, or the, I'm sorry, the trade for right. Roberto Asuna. And, uh, There's no other reason to laud the right. Especially domestic abusive... Who just blew the game. Well, closer could have potentially blown the game. Did not get the save. Did right. not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, it definitely, it's already smelled kind of fishy to begin with. Then the Astros released their statement, which they obviously didn't nearly do enough homework on to begin with. At it all. sounds like they pretty much took Brandon Taubman's account of the situation at face value. Maybe another Taubman ally who said, oh, yeah, I was there. Yeah. Well, Brandon, he's fine. And they init- they sent out this statement. Basically, telling you're saying, you know, that Stephanie Epstein was lying about her report. She was making up a story that that's not how it happened. Well, fast forward a couple of days later, and after actually talking to people who were in the clubhouse, many of which who came out on social media and said, no, it's exactly like Stephanie Epstein said it was, the Astros have done a complete 180. And uh, this is the statement, or at least part of the statement they issued yesterday, Woods. Our initial investigation led us to believe that Brandon Taubman's inappropriate comments were not directed toward any reporter. We were wrong. We sincerely apologize to Stephanie Epstein, Sports Illustrated, and to all individuals who witnessed this incident or were offended by the inappropriate conduct. The Astros in no way intended to minimize the issues related to domestic violence. Our initial belief was based on witness statements about the incident. Subsequent interviews have revealed that Taubman's inappropriate comments were, in fact, directed toward one or more reporters. Accordingly, we have terminated Brandon Taubman's employment with the Houston Astros. Yep. Better, certainly better. Um, still, to many people, uh, coming up a little bit short, yes. though. And I think specifically, yes, they've dealt with Brandon Taubman. They've dealt with the initial problem. If that was the first statement they issued, that would have been fine. That would have been good. Yeah, agreed. The problem is that no one has dealt with the statement they issued after the initial incident to begin with, it called Sports Illustrated and Stephanie Epstein's Epstein's credibility into question. Right. Who's responsible for that? Where's the apology for that? Did Brandon Taubman just write that? I'm sure they would love to say, yeah, Brandon, we just let Brandon Taubman write that statement. It's totally wrong. He's fired. But someone else, possibly many other people, uh, if you listen to what the Astros are saying, were involved in releasing that statement. And that, to me now is the even bigger issue than what happened in that clubhouse. Is this, we have, uh, it's Jeffrey Liu now, yeah, right? Jeffrey okay. Liu, GM of the Astros. Listen to this. Um, as you know, we've released a statement, and in that statement, um, we've said a couple of things. First of all, apologies to Stephanie and to the rest of the people that were involved in the incident. Um, we have uh, separated with Brandon Taubman. He's no longer an employee of the Astros. His behavior was inappropriate and not representative of who the Astros are and our culture and what we stand for. Um, that original um, reaction by the Astros was wrong, and we own it as an organization. Uh, there were many people involved in reviewing that and approving that, and I'm not going to get into the details of that. It was wrong. It was the Astros' decision. And that's, um, that's where I'm going to leave that. The truth is that Brandon made inappropriate comments directed at uh, people that were in the room, and, and they're not something that we um, stand for that reflect our values or that, or that we're going to tolerate, which is why we, we led, led us to the decision that we made today. I, I sent some skepticism. Ah, I don't know if you knew this, but we actually donated this much money. We right. We did this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> I'm typically of the mind that once the situation has been rectified, you know what? Yeah, better late than never, right? It's never too late to make something right, Ben. If somebody wronged you in 1997 and they finally realize and they come to you now in 2019 and say, Ben, I remember in 1997 you wanted the last brownie and I took it and I was a real jerk. Oh, okay, cool, man. Thanks for apologizing. It's literally never too late to do the right thing. So good for them for doing that. The problem is it, it runs a little bit deeper when you... Think that there are multiple people in that organization that took a took a look at that press release and went, yeah, looks good, looks good to me. Send it. That therein lies the problem. Therein that means there is a bigger problem in that office, in that front office, than just you know, oh man, I, I'm it's one guy. He went rogue. We weren't expecting this. It seems systemic a little bit with the Astros, and now. You're seeing a little more every year, a little more every year. It's really, really interesting to me. Great. I'm, they, it's nice that you fired Brandon Tobin, and I think you should have. So you did. You should have done it earlier. And all of this would have, wouldn't have been a problem had you just said, we are so sorry, Stephanie. The worst part of it. Do we have the worst part, Paulie? No. question? Okay. But you have the tweet. Oh, wait, there's a tweet that went out yesterday. Somebody asked, hey, have you apologized to Stephanie Have you Epstein? reached out to her personally? Have you reached out to her personally? He said, well, I'm in the middle of a World Series, guys. I don't, I don't have time to do I've that. I've been really busy. I've been really busy. She was in the room. She was in the room with him right there. Yeah, Hazel May tweeted it out. Uh, Astros GM Jeff Lunau was just asked whether he had personally reached out to at Steph Epstein to apologize. Lunau said he's been busy and hasn't had the time. And then underneath that it says Stephanie was sitting in the room. She was in the room. So right then he could have, he could have, if he had any stones at all, could have said, oh, she's here? Stephanie, I'm really sorry. He did single her out by name in that clip that we just played. Yes. But he could have also looked yeah. you know, right at her and right. said, hey, Stephanie, That's a phone call, man. Or he could have simply said, you know, I haven't, but I should. I really should. And I'm, I'm going like, to. I'm going to get on that. Yeah. You know? Oh, she's she here? probably Great. do that right after I leave this let's, podium. Let's, uh, let's, go, let's go somewhere Stephanie, and talk can you, about it. Stephanie, can you hang out for a minute? I'd love to chat with you after. It's not hard, man. It's Look, it, it, saying sorry sometimes is hard. I think anyone that's married knows it's hard to say you're sorry. And I guess you're 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 talking about the difference between a cover your butt sorry and correct. a genuine sorry. That's exactly right. It's hard to genuinely apologize if you don't think you did something right. like, wrong. Like you overreacted when yeah. Hannah threw that ball no. that grazed your face. Hannah, you overreact. It's hard for you to apologize to her. Hannah threw a wiffle ball and hit me directly in the orbital bone and almost I almost lost an eye last night. You guys are lucky I'm here today. All right, uh, I lost vision <laughs> for a time. It was very watery. Luckily, you work in radio, so you can still you don't you don't need to see to do radio. Well, I mean, listen, it was I was in a lot of pain. It's still a little bit throbby. How many fingers am I holding up? Two. Okay, so you're good. You're it's fine. It's a little bit throbby still. Just so you throbby. Know. It's throbby. Throbby. Yeah, it's throbby. Is that, word? Is that an official medical term? Throbby. Throbby. Lucky I put that ice pack on it. Um. Well, bottom line for me, and maybe this is not the most important part of the story. When you hear all this, does this sound like a team that's ready to win four out of the next five games and win the World Series? <laughs> no. Now, every team overcomes, you know, difficult moments during a season, but this is like, this is the part of the season. Oh, yeah, remember when they had that really bad week? Uh, all these things were happening. They lost six out of seven. It's happening to the Astros during the World Series. Yeah. I feel like they have very little chance to come back and win this thing based on not only how the Washington Nationals are playing, how they're playing, 
but just having to deal with all of this on the side has pretty much given them an impossible mountain to climb. It's going to be a tough one, man, for sure. I, I think tonight they have a good chance of... I mean, look, Anibal Sanchez has been lights out, fantastic. Had a no-hitter and going And Granky's been... Granky's you know, been way mediocre. Uh, yeah, not that great. I wondered, too. I mean, it, if you're A.J. Hinch, Benny, think about this, and those are your, your top three starters. You know Zach Granke has the, the social anxiety and, and things like that. Wouldn't he have been better served pitching at home? And I get it. It's real hard to not throw... Uh, Cole and Verlander at home, but the fact that Granky's going to be on the road tonight in Washington, which, by the way, I'm so jealous. It's going to be absolute bat s crazy in Washington D.C. tonight. I mean, the the atmosphere there is going to be bananas. I would have rather had Granky on my home mound, wouldn't you? I was struggling to think of instances in the last decade, for example, of sporting events that I'd rather be at. Like, I want to be yeah. at this sporting event so bad tonight. Oh, NBC, I know. The energy is going to be unbelievable. I know. I know. It's going to be bananas. It's what I long for here. Well, the Astros say, hey, all it takes is one to stop the bleeding, and then we're fine. Yeah. But they got to get that one. Got to get that one. If they don't get one. it tonight, I think the series is certainly over. You're not coming back from down 3-0. So uh, we'll talk some more World Series coming up. Uh, I, we've got calls, actually, on the line. People want to talk about the Padres manager. We got into a little bit in our first hour. Let's get back into some Jace Tingler talk. Uh, you're it, 24 hours now. Does it make a difference? Uh, have you have you settled into your opinion on Jace Tingler? Uh, we're going to get to that coming up next. It's Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Didn't catch the game? We've got you covered. It's Football Friday, presented by Hooters on 97.3 The Fan. And speaking of Football Friday, the fan is going on the road today uh, for high school football up to Valley Center, celebrating one town, one team, Jaguars football. Coach John Cantera, I love that we're doing this, is heading up. Uh, he's going to broadcast noon live from uh, Valley Center at A1 Irrigation on Colgate Road. I've heard that it's like where people go into town. It's like the store where people gather in town in Valley Center. Yeah. Have you been to Valley Center before? Uh, I think like I Bates Nut Farm up there. You know, you go for the pumpkins. My wife just took my kid to Bates Nut Farm. Where that's, was I? That's I up in Valley Center up there. Where was I? My terrible father. I that's don't even okay. know where I was. Gwen and Chris are going to broadcast uh, right from the high school there at the football stadium, and then we'll have play-by-play coverage. Our high school game of the week tonight, Escondido at Valley Center, kicking off at 7 o'clock, and we're working with uh, BeTheMatch.com. Going to have a bone marrow drive to sign up people to the National Bone Marrow Registry to help find a match for those battling cancer. Tune in today, uh, San Diego's number one sports station. That's the Valley Center for a football Friday. Let's get Very it. Very cool stuff. Uh, we're going to talk baseball, though, and the new Padres manager here right after a check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan with Kelly Danik. So, Woodsy, I think I figured something out about Jace Tingler just in the last 24 hours as we're approaching the news. <laughs> not not a lot, as, and we'll find Tingler. out more later this morning. Chris Woodward, the manager of the Texas Rangers, is going to be with us at 8.35. Uh, my suspicion is is you're going to want to stick around for that interview today. Because I want to know more about who Jace Tingler is. But you asked a question earlier about his job title, um, field coordinator yes, for the Texas player Rangers. Development player development coordinator. coordinator. Um, the one thing that he seems to have done more than anything else, and I think this may be telling as to the reason why the Padres hired him and what, what really attracts A.J. Preller to Jace Tingler is his job responsibility for many years in the Texas Rangers organization was making sure that all players, whether they be on the big league level, 
Triple A, double A, single A, rookie ball, Dominican, wherever it is. Had a good breakfast. No, no. What they, what his job was, was to make sure everyone was doing it the same way. Mm. That you top to bottom, whatever you're teaching, whether it's bunting techniques or base running strategies, that the philosophies and the teaching methods up to top to bottom in the organization were the same. So that when you know the 16 year old kid who was just signed out of the Dominican goes to their academy down there. You know, as he comes up, when he gets to the Texas Rangers, he's going to be doing it the exact way that the manager and the coaches of the Rangers want things to be done. And that makes a lot of sense to me that, hey, what's the point of getting these guys ready for the minor leagues if you're not getting them ready for what you want them to do once they get to the big leagues? And that was Jace Tingler's responsibility through much of his time in the Texas Rangers organization. Well, and you find traditionally the the, go, the good organizations have that, right? I mean, the, the Cardinal way is a thing. I mean, there's a friggin' handbook about what it means to be part of the Cardinal way. And I think, um, you know, I think the Yankees do a, a pretty good job of that. The culture there is kind of the same. I've talked to several minor leaguers in their organization and, and have worked out with them, and they all say the same. I mean, it's... It's almost cookie cutter how the how the good organizations do it, and really, frankly, that's kind of what you want. And I don't know that that's been lacking here. It the results on the field would kind of lead us to believe that it has, and so yeah, I'm all for that. I I think that's player development. Obviously, is such a, a massive part of the game. I was talking about it with Coach yesterday, and we always bring it up. Hey. How come when one of our guys comes up, it takes him so long to get adjusted, but when, let's say, a Dodger rookie comes up, he starts mashing or, you know, dominating on the mound almost immediately? Well, that's because of player development, and that's something I think the Padres have sorely lacked for a while. If this guy brings that, he's the next, he's the second coming. Period. Like, he's he's the second coming. Is that, if, is that the, ma- the major league level manager's job? That's it. That's the because aren't they supposed to be well, pretty much developed? It's kind of what Brett Boone said. Obviously, we, you're going to take your lumps as a rookie. Absolutely, we had Brett Boone in yesterday, and and we asked him about that. You know, because I I brought up the point of this. All right, Brett. So if it's Tingler in Washington, I know what Ron Washington brings because I've seen reclamation projects from Ron Washington and Eric Chavez, a Marcus Simeon. Uh, he worked with Ozzy Albies. Uh, Adrian Beltre. Now, Adrian had won a couple gold gloves before he got there, but he made Adrian Beltre, who was really, really good. He made him better. Elvis Andrews, he made him better in Texas. So I I knew right then the value that Ron Washington would bring. Um, All of that being said, Brett said to us, as a former big league player, a gold glove winner and all-star, yeah, you pretty much got it when you make the big leagues. Can you get better? Sure, you can, but you pretty much got it. I think uh, we should go out to the phone lines here. 833-288-0973. Uh, we took a ton of calls yesterday. What are you thinking today here about the Padres' choice of a new manager? Let's start. Jose is in Otay Mesa. has been holding on. He obviously itching to talk about Jace Tingler this morning. Jose, welcome to Ben and Woods. How you doing, man? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning, buddy. Thanks for hanging on, by the way. Uh, no problem. Um, I got a lot to say, so it was worth hanging on. <laughs> Fire away, um, my friend. You know, this guy could be fantastic, and I feel that, you know, you know, this whole process is going to be unfair to him, but he's not the guy. You know, all the things that you guys just said about him, about player development, and he speaks Spanish, none of that matters. To me, I'm a native San Diegan. I've seen time and time where, you know, a top prospect, you know, was in our system, came up, 
and did nothing. Yeah. You know, the Burroughs of the world, the Khalil Greens. And there's time and time where we signed a free agent that came here and just died. Yeah. You know, Brian Giles came here and was a fraction of the player he used to be. You know, Camp, you know, the list goes on and on and on. I think that what you need in a coach here in San Diego is a guy that's going to get in people's face and be like, you didn't come here to be on vacation. You didn't come here to get away from a, you know, a, a, a critical media, a critical fan base. You came here to actually work harder, you know, to, to disprove that whole notion, you know, to, to, to sell in, you know, to, 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 to being tough on the West coast. Yeah. Something that I don't know if it exists. That's, a- you know, when Marty Schottenheimer was the coach, you know, he wasn't a player development guy. He wasn't. A, he, he was a leader. He was a motivator, and he coached the team on the field. Yeah. He had his offensive coordinators worry about the offense, the defensive coordinator. Like he got in people's faces, and he motivated them. And that's what we needed in San Diego. So you know, I thought we needed like a like an older dude. You know, that was an intimidating figure that would get in Hosmer and Machado's face and actually command respect for them. I don't know if they're going to respect the thirty eight year old. You know, but if we had Washington, if we had Showalter, you know, uh, go uh, at Manny or go at Will. Myers or go at Hosmer after a, a, a crappy at bat, you know, where they didn't drive in a run, where there was a guy on third with no outs and they didn't get their job done. You know, they're not going to listen to a 38 year old, but if show Walter or somebody like that, like a Washington got in their face, it'd be like, Oh man, you know, <laughs> so you, you need, you need a guy that like inspires motivation and holds people accountable. And I don't know if it's this guy, you know, Andy green, you know, I'm sure he knows more about baseball than me, but things that irritated me about him is, you know, he continued the, the pushover San Diego mentality. I remember when, you know, when there was like a little scuffle at home plate when they were playing the Dodgers yep. and Dave Roberts pushed them. Like, you know, we're being punks, you know, and, and we need to get away from that. Like, he, he wouldn't have pushed, you know, Bochi. He wouldn't have pushed around Washington, Showalter. Hell no. You know, and... um you know, and, and I remember when, you know, uh, one of the Cubs players ran over our catcher and Andy Green, you know, told every Potter player to, like, you know, swallow their cones and yep. and just keep playing baseball. We were the laughing stock. If I was the coach, I would have told my players, hey, I'll handle it, not you guys. And I would have picked the fight with Madden. You know, like, you, you got to be the, the spear. You got to be the spear on the arrow. You know, you you if you're going to hold back the alpha dogs, you got to be you got to be the dog. Teeth, yeah, you know I, what I Jose, mean? I, I, I know what Jose's saying. I do too. And I, I listen. Those are which managers out there who are having a bunch of success are really like that. They're all they're all kind of modern Davey, men's. They're diplomats. They're. I, I think Davey Martinez has some of that in him. Right. I, I do. Um, and and Jose, listen, you make really really good points. Really really good points. And he's a very passionate Padre fan. I'm I'm asking. I'm not asking you to do anything. Actually, I don't. I don't. If you don't, what's the alternative? I mean, we haven't seen him manage. And that's the thing is we don't have much information about this cat whatsoever. Here's what we do. Here's the very small information that I do have. He got run out of a Dominican League uh, game like a week ago and apparently was pretty pretty fired up doing it. That When I heard that, I was like, okay, that's a kind of a tiny little check mark for me. I, do, I can't call this guy a pushover yet. Now, if we get into a situation, Tatis gets dusted again under his chin, which happened 80 times last year, and nothing's done about it, yeah, then I'll get on the radio and say, hey, man, you got to defend your guys. I'm with you 100%. I, I, it wasn't my first choice either, but until I see him manage, I can't throw the book at the guy. Uh, we're going to continue this discussion uh, here, and we're going to continue with the phone calls. However, 
I also need a contestant for a little real or fake because uh, we need to give away. Should have left Jose on there, man. Universal Studios Hollywood eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. We have a couple lines open, so sneak in there. Second caller is going to go head to head against Woods. Our final time this week, final chance to qualify uh, for that uh, Las Vegas getaway as well that we're giving away to our real or fake winners. And I think, um, I think you're going to find that today's edition of Real or Fake goes very well with what we have just been talking about. Uh, let's get to it right now on Ben Woods. It is time for Real or Fake. Some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. All right, what we've got is a uh, pair of tickets to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Hollywood. And again, qualifying for that getaway to Vegas at the MGM Grand two-night stay. Two tickets to the Jabberwocky shows, A Journey Within, uh, performances Thursday through Mondays. Five rounds. Go back and forth. All you have to do is beat or tie Woods, and the prize is yours. If not, we will throw it back out for the rest of our listeners to steal the prize here at the end of our game. So uh, let's see. Who do we've got today? Looks like we're going to go with David in Santee. David, good morning. Welcome to Real or Fake. You ready to play our game? Yeah, sounds good. Happy Friday. Good to have you on a Friday. Absolutely. All right, uh, here we go. Since no one seems to know much about new Padres manager Jace Tingler, this could be an educational edition of Real or Fake. I did some deep dive research last night, came up with a handful of real facts about Jace Tingler. I've also sprinkled in a few fakes because, well, you know, the game. Yes. So I will give you a fact. You tell me if it's real or fake. Woodsy, you will start. Let's try this one. The back of his first baseball card describes him as diminutive and compares him to David Eckstein. Real or fake? Fake. That's real. He's it, five says feet. Di- it says diminutive. The diminutive Jace Tingler standing at five foot seven. He's five uh, seven. He's five seven. He's, he's shorter up, than Andy Green. He's going to oh, come boy. up to two your inches belt. shorter than Andy Green. That is true. All right, David, uh, you got a chance to take an early lead here. Uh, let's see this one. His father, Steve Tingler. David is in the Missouri High School Fast Pitch Coaches Association Hall of Fame. David, real or fake? Fake. No, it's real. <laughs> Father is a softball Tingler. coach in the Missouri Softball Coaches Hall of Fame, basically. He's got that good coaching background. All right, let's try this one for Woods. Um, Woods, E.T. was the number one movie at the box office the week Jace Tingler was born. Real. E.T. came out two years after Jace Tingler was born in 1980. All right, we're still looking for a point here. Uh, Let's try another one for David. How about this one, David? We talked about his father. How about his mother, Diana, is in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Real or fake, David? Uh, Real. That is real. Yes, uh, like a legendary coach in Missouri. They're both coaches, his dads, or dad and mom. All right, one point for David. Uh, Woodsy, let's see. Tingler was a California League All-Star for the Bakersfield Blaze in 2006. Real or fake? Real. Yeah. Yeah, Hit uh, like 337 that year for the Blaze. Got that good pedigree. In the Cal League. All right, David, it is your turn. Um, Let's try this one. Jace Tingler's middle name is Michael. David, real or fake? Uh, Fake. Michael. Jace Michael Tingler. All right, 1-1. We go to round number four. It's a close one. Uh, let's see, Woodsy, let's try this one. Jace Tingler's the all-time leading basketball scorer at Smithville High School. Real or fake? Real. 
Five seven, and it is real. Point guard led twice, yep. tw- two straight years. He led the school in scoring, and he's the all-time leading scorer. All right, David, you're down two to one. This is a big one. Real or fake? Players in the Rangers organization usually refer to him as JT. Real or fake, David? Uh, real. No, they call him Ting. Ting. Ting is his nickname. All right, last round, Woodsy. Uh, real or fake? Tingler is known to practice jiu-jitsu against a black belt to learn humility. Real or fake? Real. <laughs> it is real. No, oh, it is real. real. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is. Uh, the strength and conditioning coach of the Rangers used him basically as a sparring partner and uh, like... My bad. I'm looking right at it. I thought it, it sounded fake. It does sound fake, doesn't Y'all it? Y'all keep running that mouth. All you right, David, jiu-jitsu. last round. Uh, Tingler had ass. a ju- ju- jiu-jitsu. 525 OBP his final season at the University of Missouri. Real or fake, David? Uh, real. It is real, but unfortunately, David, by a score of three to two, Woodsy wins today. Yeah. It's real or fake, which means David's loss is your gain out there. Start dialing 833-288-0973. Hammer is waiting for someone to steal the prize. The tickets to Universal Studios Hollywood Halloween Horror Nights and qualify for the winter trip to Vot Las Vegas. Third caller, 833-288-0973. Thanks for playing a little real or fake. That was real or fake with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. I uh, spent a lot of time because it's hard to find information about Jace Tingler. Looking through like old newspaper articles. Found this video on did like... Did you go to the microfiche yeah, in the I found, library? I found this video that they did on like a Fox Sports feature. It was really on the uh, strength and conditioning coach of the Texas Rangers. How he's like incorporating jujitsu. But Jace Tingler was there and was like his sparring partner and was just getting tossed all around the map. And the Jay Stinger said, yeah, I, you know, part of the reason I do this is to learn humility that I, I let myself get beat up basically oh, to no. humble myself. Oh, no. Does that sound like your manager? I wish I would wish if I had my choice that my manager was the one beating the crap out of the <laughs> sparring guy. That maybe wanted... they should have hired the strength and conditioning coach for the Texas Rangers. So he lets himself go get his ass kicked. Pretty much, yeah. I must have misunderstood when you said ju- jujitsu. Oh no. <laughs> well, I mean, he's going up against a black belt. You got to be pretty courageous to get on you the know, mat against a jujitsu black belt when you're a novice. Is courageous the right word? At the sport. Is courageous the right word? Or, you know, unwise could be another description like, for that. I, I think everyone can use a little humility. I'm not going to let Mike Tyson punch me in the nose, like, over and over. Like, oh, this is great. I feel so humble right now. I'm getting my ass kicked by Mike Tyson. I'm so humble. Maybe he'll bring some jujitsu into the Padres organization. Ooh, he's he's getting his ass. He's gonna. <laughs> oh no, Ben, you just you just ruined my day. All right, uh, we got more callers, uh, more reaction to Jace Tingler. What is he going to do with the coaching staff of the Padres? Going to get into all of that coming up. We got two hours still to go. A lot of guests coming up as well. We'll uh, reset the table. What we've got for you these final two hours. It is all coming up. Half the show still to go. We are Bennett Woods right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.